She is immortal. A thousand years old. And she cannot die. A creature of legend. Like the raven. A thief who stole the sun and the moon. They sent a warrior to bring her back. He found her. Together, they brought back light to the world. I was a cop. To me, she was just a thief. Another day on the job. But she wasn't. She changed my life. Changed everything. And both of us knew from that moment on, nothing would ever be the same. And welcome into Let's Watch Highlander. This is Let's Watch Highlander, The Raven, Episode 7. And here to talk with you about this show, as we are all the time, I am your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and the other host is right over there, and that's the Audie Norman. Audie, how you doing? Doing pretty good. It's It's been a busy week that feels like a bunch has been crammed into it, and I'm like, it's not even that close to Christmas yet. Dang. Yeah, it's weird. Um, like... It's both not that close, and Christmas is right around the corner, and I'm ill prepared yeah. for everything. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, we had uh, we had yet another episode of The Raven. This one, we did. I'm gonna say, not bad. I concur. And we'll get into why that is because I have uh, I have my my theories and my reasoning behind that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, definitely, definitely an improvement over some of the previous episodes we have watched. Um, yeah. Uh, no one of note in the um, special guests that I could see that jumped out at me anyway. Um, it seemed like no, faces it, that I had seen before, but. That's the thing. It was like, hey, that, I've seen that face before. And maybe it was just from looking at the IMD page last week. That could be too. <laughs> could be. Uh, but what do you say we talk about the what happened in the episode? Yeah, let's do it. You don't remember? It was a long time ago. It was six years. Six years ago. Wow, there goes a the short term. There's a lot of details. Okay, so the episode opens up. Uh, guy's in his house watching something. Who knows? It sounds like a crime procedural on the TV. Real quick, was that the... Just the way that op- the opening part of the house was, was like, is that the old house from Highlander, the series, like in the first couple seasons that they Probably. used all the time? Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, and then a guy breaks in and uh, walks in and pulls a gun on him. And we find out that the, the man in the house is the DA or assistant DA. And mm-hmm. the guy, he tries to offer this man money. And you know, he gives him whatever. It's like $350, and it's not enough. Um, and he says he wants his life back because they put him away wrongly. And then he pulls out a gun, and he shoots him. Yep. So uh, the guy... Oh, and they, they do drop um, Nick's name, right? Because Nick was yeah. the arresting officer. He was the, mm-hmm. uh, he was the detective that, that did everything. So uh, after the opening credits... We see Nick um, walking along, and he's, what, in like a park or something? He buys a little newspaper, and we keep seeing the man from the opening in a truck driving, Mm -hmm. just like staring at him 
just mean mugging. And uh, Nick walks out. He buys a newspaper. And then we see some other dude, a hat and sunglasses, trailing him. Yeah. And he's following him. And then the truck is following him. And he goes around a corner. And I love... I always love when this happens in shows where somebody's being followed, so they duck around a corner and just hide, like, just off camera and then get mm-hmm. the drop on the person that's following them because they're always better at whatever they're doing than the person doing the right. surveillance. But one thing with this was the, the blocking for this scene was pretty awful um, because it just felt like everything took way too long and the guy put up no struggle whatsoever. Yeah. And it just, it just felt weird, but come to find out the guy in the hat and sunglasses was a cop mm-hmm. because then we cut to Nick in his old captain's office and they were, they had a tail on Nick because this guy, uh, Ray, right? Is it Ray? Ray Benita. Uh, yeah. Ray Benita. Benita's out. Yep, he's out of prison, and they think they don't know. I don't. I don't think they have any evidence, but they assume he's the one that killed the assistant DA. Right. Um, and Nick, of course, is like, well, I mean, that's the guy I put away for killing his manager. He was the baseball player I put away for killing his manager six years ago. And we get like a partial flashback to the arrest mm-hmm. and that happening, um, which gives away the twist at the end of the episode, pretty obviously. Uh, yeah. During it. But um, in that flashback six years earlier, Nick, first case out of uh, out of the uniform and in plain clothes, right. um, goes to find Ray at his practice to ask him some questions and to come downtown about the, the death of their you know team manager. Mm-hmm. And Ray is reluctant, but finally agrees that he'll go with them. They walk over. He runs into a couple of the other teammates. Uh, one of them is a pitcher named Daryl. The other one was, a, um, I think, just a random Tony. And uh, yeah. then um, Daryl's like, don't worry about it, man. This will all be fine. And he goes, whatever. I have nothing to worry about. And then they see the bat with blood all over it in his back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I beat somebody to death with a baseball bat, what I then do is put that in with the rest of my gear and leave it out in the open. Right. Exactly. So Nick sees that, immediately pulls the cuffs, arrests him. They walk Ray out. And uh, Daryl's like, don't worry, man. I'll help you out. We'll, we'll, we'll get you through this, whatever. So uh, Nick's, of course, feeling good about you know getting the arrest and all that. Uh, let's see. Then he goes to see, does he go to see Amanda? No, no, no. This was all happening. We're getting this flashback while Amanda had set mm-hmm. up lunch for them. Right. She had and, spent hours cooking. Yes. Hours unpacking takeout and right. <laughs> lighting candles, um, mm-hmm. which she's supposed to have been sitting there for three hours. And those candles went from about a foot long to literally nothing. In three hours. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> I love that. But um, Nick doesn't, you know, obviously doesn't show up. So she gets upset. She, whatever, fine, I'm going out. And right as she's leaving the building, there's Nick apologizing, but not telling her why. Right. Because again, a conflict that could be completely resolved by just a little bit of communication. Instead, 
he won't tell her immediately why he was late. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like, whatever, fine, I'm leaving. And she goes to leave. Nick goes to get back into his Bronco when Ray drives by in his pickup truck again. And this time just starts firing at him in broad daylight. Yeah. What I have noticed in whatever nondescript major city this is supposed to be, because they have not said as of now what city this is. Right. Um, We know it's filmed in Canada. So... Mm -hmm. But I don't know it's, if it's supposed to be in Canada or if it's like uh, like the Highlander series where it was set in Washington. But wherever it is, the uh, people there just have no subtlety. Like firing a gun, broad daylight around amongst people. Mm-hmm. No one cares. They're just going to do it. Yeah. So he shoots at Nick a couple times and then tries to run him over and he, he dives under his uh, Bronco and the truck drives away. So now Amanda wants to know what's going on. Nick sort of tells her, but kind of not. It's still not great communication. Like, he's just being hard-headed about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, the rest of the episode, it's kind of just dancing around. So they they do end up sending Lucy in to steal the file on this Ray Benita because... Nick wants it. Amanda's willing to go get it, but she's known in the mm-hmm. in the precinct. Right. Um, her picture's up everywhere. And I love that whole scene. Like it's so it's so painfully cheesy, but I kinda loved it where Lucy's just like sitting there coughing, trying mm-hmm. to get their attention, like, I'll do it. They don't know me. Right. Um but they end up sending her in and I love that she goes in and she still puts on a disguise. Nobody there knows her, but she still puts on a yeah. disguise as a cleaning lady and takes the file. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nick and Amanda look over the file to figure out, uh, one Ray's, um, girlfriend, Angie, mm-hmm. who Ray goes to see, but in a very creepy way. Right. Like again, if you're fine, if you haven't done anything and she's going to be happy to see you, you don't need to stalk around in the dark. Right. And I love his explanation. I had to make sure you were alone. You would know that if you were standing outside the building. You could have just knocked mm-hmm. and been like, hey, how you doing? Anyway, um, so they find out about her, and then they find out about his, his best friend, Daryl, the, the ball player. Right. Who just so happens to have just recently signed for $30 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get Nick talking to the captain, and they think back on things because now Nick is not sure that uh, he got the right guy. Like he thinks right. they made a mistake. Um, the captain doesn't agree with him. Uh, Amanda goes to talk to the girlfriend Angie where she works, who of course gives up nothing. But while Amanda's there, she sees Ray. Mm-hmm. Hiding so well. Yeah. So she tries for somebody who killed a DA. And should be keeping a low profile. He's just hanging out in the bar playing pool. Yeah. Um, But she tries to tell Angie, like, look, he needs to get out of town. It's the safest thing to do. Because if the cops find him, they're just going to kill him. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she tells Ray basically the same thing. And then goes to leave. And as she's leaving, she runs into Nick, who is on his way in to talk to Angie. So... Oh, this is that's after. That's after Nick goes to talk to Daryl. I forgot about that. 
Right. Anyway, I got things out of order. So Nick goes to talk to Daryl, who is at the baseball stadium where mm-hmm. Ray has gone to see him, and they're just chatting, talking. Again, right out in the open, in literally the yep. middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Nick shows up there, they're on the field. They're walking towards the dugout when Ray sees Nick and goes to pull his gun in the stadium. Yeah. And Daryl talks him out of it and calms him down and tells him to, to just go, let him handle it. He'll, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. Nick talks to Daryl, hints that he doesn't think Ray actually did it. And again, if you were paying attention at all in the flashback, you pretty much know Daryl's the one that framed him. Right. Um, but then his reaction when Nick says, yeah, no, I think we got it wrong. Uh, and I think I might know, you know, or I think I have some evidence or something. Um, mm-hmm. Daryl's reaction is basically to send Nick into the clubhouse where Ray is waiting to shoot him. Right. Which I think is supposed to make us believe that Daryl is some kind of smart criminal. Mm-hmm. But I didn't buy it. Um, yeah, no. So Nick goes in. Ray just starts shooting at him in the clubhouse. Again, middle of the day in a sports stadium mm-hmm. where people are working. And look, I know Ray's been in prison. I don't know how much gun training he had before this or anything, but you can't shoot at Nick Wolf that many times and miss. Okay, no doubt. This is like stormtrooper level of missing. Good lord, that guy couldn't have hit water if he fell out of a boat. For real, it was insane. Because I I was counting. I'm like, okay, Nick's dead. Well, Nick's dead here too. Mm -hmm. Oh, Nick was shot there. Um, cause it wasn't like they were difficult shots or he was a long distance from him either. Right. Um, but there is a little mini confrontation slash shootout in the bathroom, uh, which spills mm-hmm. out into, um, like a hallway concourse area. Again, people working, nobody hears this, nobody sees it, nobody knows nothing. Nope, <laughs> nothing at all. So, uh, Ray gets away. Nick... Um, then goes to find Angie. That's when he runs into Amanda. So Amanda, while this is mm-hmm. all going on, Amanda's talking to Angie. Um, and then Ray is there, and then Nick shows up, but Amanda stops him. And Ray said, "Oh no, Ray's like we can't run because he ta- he's talking to Angie, who's telling him, you know, let's get out of town. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with you." And Ray's like, "We can't run. I mean, we don't have any money." And She's like, well, Daryl's got money. Go go talk to him. So Ray goes to talk to Daryl. Mm-hmm. And he gets there, and he's talking to him. And, ooh, the big reveal that Daryl was behind it the whole time. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yep. So he pulls a gun on Ray. Ray pulls his gun on Daryl. Mm-hmm. But gets shot. Daryl shoots him just as Nick is arriving. Yep. So Nick, of course, doesn't witness anything happen, just sees Dead Ray, Daryl there, who's now gone into acting mode and fake crying and, and saying, like, he was mm-hmm. crazy and he pulled a gun on me and I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. Um, right. So now Nick is upset because Amanda stopped him from confronting Ray at the bar, which she's like, well, what, you walk in there and just get shot? 
Mm-hmm. Which would have been what happened. Like, that's what Ray would yeah. have done in a bar full of people. He would have just shot an ex-cop. Um, so Nick's upset because about again, that. Because, again, when, when Ray drove off, Nick followed him and... Ray circled him and shot at him multiple times. Again, didn't come close to hitting him. Hit the window, but then yeah. hit him. Oh, yeah. No, that one totally killed Nick, too. That went through the window and hit him in the head, but nope. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. hit the window and ricocheted off. So so Nick is all upset at Amanda, and Amanda's like, what's so great about the truth anyway? Which I thought was a pretty good line. Yeah. Um, Interesting little conversation about truth there. Yeah. Nick is all about truth. Amanda is obviously Amanda. So, you know, the truth mm-hmm. is malleable to her. Um, right. But she decides she's going to get the truth by telling a lie. And so she goes to talk to Daryl. Mm-hmm. And basically tries to blackmail him into confessing. Uh, is is kind of how we're meant to, to have it play out. And you could, again, you could see the, what was happening and where this was going to go. Um, right. But she, you know, tells him, oh, I've got all this information, whatever, I want money. He, of course, reacts the way you would expect him to react, which is to start smashing things with a bat and then pull a gun on her. I love that even Amanda was getting into it, like, oh, we're smashing stuff? Okay, cool. <laughs> that was pretty great. She just grabs the vase and throws it on the ground. Because, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Amanda, that was what she wanted to have happen. Like, what right. she wanted was for him to do exactly what he did, mm-hmm. which is think that he can frame her, kill her, frame her for attacking him and get away scot-free. Yeah. So, yeah, he does shoot her. Then he calls 911 to report, you know, a break-in and a shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he turns around, there's no Amanda. <gasps> She's gone. Yeah. And Nick has a cassette recording of the confession because she played him like a fiddle and he confessed to everything. And mm-hmm. that's where we end with Nick giving that to the yeah. captain. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, we made some fun of it, but honestly, as as episodes of this show go, this was the probably the best one we've seen so far. Yeah, it was. What do you want? Nothing you can give me. So yeah, I mean, solid episode. Here's why I think this worked. You tell me what you think. So okay. this episode does. It, it streamlines the story down to one plot thread that mm-hmm. focuses on Nick with Amanda involved. Yeah. Because what did we say last week? I think it was last week and even the week before that. It was too mm-hmm. many threads trying to coalesce together. Right. And it didn't work. This was like, no, the story's going to be about Nick and something that happened to him and Amanda will be involved in it. Now, her involvement is kind of shoehorned. Because, you know, she just happens to still have a relationship with this guy and he's coming over mm-hmm. for lunch and all that. But that's the better way to do it because we focused on Nick and his story and had Amanda as part of that. Right. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you I have. Do you think these episodes in this series would have been better served to keep Nick Wolf as a detective, an actual working detective, during at least longer than the pilot episode. 
maybe I don't know. One of the things I liked about this episode is by focusing on Nick, it felt like this felt like some kind of cop or ex-cop drama that just happened to have Amanda in it. Mm -hmm. And I liked that show. Yeah. Like I thought it was interesting of this ex-cop who's out of the force. That's like, okay. And we find out through the course of what's been going on that hmm, maybe the force wasn't so good as he thought it was. And he's actually, you know, the really good guy and the rest of them are not so good. Like, you know, a, the one good cop in the city of dirty cops is not a bad thing. And we've seen it before and, you know, done in different ways. I think I like that. And I liked how in this episode it focused kind of on that side of the story. And Amanda just happened to be there and help a little bit. I agree, except for instead of having this be a story about like police corruption and Nick sort of fighting against that, it was just... Well, Nick was a, a young detective and mistakes were made and we're meant sure. to believe that Daryl was some sort of mastermind, right? And he switched the blood samples mm -hmm. because he didn't want to get caught with the drugs in his system. So he switched the blood sample so that the sample that was um, that would tie somebody to the murder was now Ray's instead of Daryl. But I never bought that. I never bought mm -hmm. the angle that he was like a mastermind behind stuff. It was, it felt more, and he portrayed it more as just kind of, he was lucky, basically. Yeah. So I, I, I totally, that, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's still okay and works and still mm -hmm. fits in Nick figuring out, oh, wait, the people I worked with weren't great. And, you know, I'm seeing the fruits of that by this case kind of thing. Yeah. I just, I feel like we needed more time with Nick as a cop and to see him interacting with cops in that before he yeah. breaks away and becomes the rogue because we basically meet him as a cop for one episode. And then after that, he's mm -hmm. effectively still trying to be a cop without being one, you know, cause he goes to private security, but he hasn't doing yeah. that now. So like, we don't know how he's making money. For one thing, mm -hmm. but it just it just felt like we needed more time with him in if 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 what you want to do. And again, this sort of been our problem with the series as a whole so far. Seven episodes in is that it doesn't feel like it has a good direction. Mm -hmm. And I think this is part of it because I like your idea that Nick is sort of he's the uh, you know he's the good guy in the sea of corrupt cops. Mm -hmm. that also happens to get involved with Amanda. I think that right. could be an interesting show. Mm -hmm. But we didn't go enough in that direction. Yeah. And so it's not enough immortal work, and it's not enough like Nick being a main character kind of mm -hmm. driving the show thing. It just sort of it wants to sort of sit in the middle, and then we get an episode like this, which is good, but has a potential to be better as a whole right. like if this were the weak point episode this would be a really good series instead this mm -hmm. is so far the shining star of the series which you know it's yeah fine. the shining star has almost nothing to do with immortality at all right yes and it's like uh, okay i mean that's another thing too is they didn't play enough with 
there, it feels like there's like a false start going on with all of the Nick and Amanda conversations feel like act one of a three act conversation. Like they never get to stage mm-hmm. two. Yeah. And, and so, like the whole, the whole truth conversation was so surface level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, I would have liked for, to skip that part entirely. And Amanda just, you know, really say, look, truth doesn't always work. Truth doesn't always win because sometimes there's someone more powerful and the truth is on their side and not yours. And like her idea, her, her message to him, I think was supposed to be, you know, look, sometimes you have to lie to get the truth, but she didn't say that. She didn't really go there. So I don't know. It was just, it was strange and it felt a little, it still feels a little disjointed and like the writing just needs, it needs more seasoning, I think is what, Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling. So again, not terrible. This was watchable, but could have been better. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool to have Lucy back. I liked her. She was kind of fun. I think we're getting some lag. How many women do you know who could make such a complicated meal and still look so good? I think Nick would be more impressed if you got rid of those. The takeout bags? Well, yeah, I don't think this is a bad episode at all. Uh, it's certainly watchable. It just mm-hmm. needed needed to get just a little bit more to be like a good but it's sort of the the whole series right so far it has been this right a little underwhelming mm-hmm. but yeah and like for some reason the image comes to me like up until now everything's been undercooked mm-hmm. this one was cooked fine but not perfectly cooked you know yep just uh just a little off and the seasoning wasn't great like it that's what it was missing it was bland yeah. it was bland mm-hmm. it was, it was boiled chicken, uh, but it needed some salt. Um, I did like the... Uh, I thought it was interesting to have him as a baseball player. Um, and then they must have been able to just like... I, they probably got permission to film. I think that was filmed at the Sky Dome in Toronto. I believe okay. they I had that. I wondered about that. Well, because the only major league parks I know of in Canada are the Sky Dome slash, now I guess it's called the Rogers Center in Toronto, or uh, I want to say it was Municipal Stadium in Montreal, but I don't think that was Montreal. Mm. Um, but I'm not 100% sure where this is filmed, so... Yeah. My best guess was that it was uh, that it was Toronto, because it looked like the Rogers Center Sky Dome. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I was just surprised that they stuck with the one particular angle that showed the big Canadian maple leaf right there in the stadium. Yeah. The entire shot. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, and maybe they, maybe this is set in Toronto. I don't know. I mean, it's an yeah. entirely possible. Or it's supposed to be... I can't imagine they're trying to say it's New York. No. But they don't ever give it away either. So. Yeah. Who knows? But I thought that was a nice touch to have that stadium, and I thought the baseball player angle yeah. was was decent. I think that both um, mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson and Mark Humphrey 
could pass as baseball players. Like they had the right physique. You didn't oh, have sure. you didn't have it's, an actor who looks especially. I was gonna say especially as pitchers, like you don't have to be super buff guys to be a pitcher, and like, yeah. you know, being a lanky guy kind of goes along with that sometimes, depending on the pitcher. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they both worked for me. Yeah. No, I liked that. Um, I think the weakest. What was the weakest thing in this episode for you, outside of what we kind of already talked about with it, just sort of missing something? Like what? What was something that just didn't hit the mark for you? Um, you mean besides uh, Benita's aim? Um, and honestly, like, I think I would have been okay with that a little bit more if there was just some mention of how he's never touched a gun in his life. If somebody somewhere had said that. Yeah, that would have been enough for me to be like, I'm perfectly now. I'm perfectly okay with him missing every single time he shoots a gun. Right, you know, just something simple like that would have worked so much better. And did, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Like just one little line like that can make all the difference. Um, yeah, I think other than that, the only thing for me was just a little bit more Amanda would have been nice, and a little bit more deep Amanda. Because mm-hmm. they, they're at the point, it's like, we're supposed to believe they're having lunch together and, you know, having these conversations about what it's like being immortal, but it's so shallow most of the time. Yes. Give us a little bit more. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, that's the thing that we're missing is this doesn't feel like a real relationship between the two of them at all at this point. Mm-hmm. Because she's... Um, the just the conversations don't feel like conversations people have. They feel like you the the first conversation, but they just keep doing that same right. thing over and over. And it goes to that lack yeah. of chemistry between the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other thing for me, while Andrew Jackson, I think is a fine actor and he's still working today and he's doing great stuff. He didn't feel like he was given a whole lot of time to prepare for this, and yeah. so. To be somebody who frames his best friend from childhood and is this manipulative of everybody and willing to not only frame his best friend from childhood after killing the manager of his team, but yeah. willing to kill that best friend and some random person and all this. Like, he didn't feel menacing enough to me as a villain. Yeah. He definitely felt like the. He felt like, uh, you know, the cool kid, the cool friend who, okay. He felt like the cool fat kid to the side for me. Who's like, that's that's actually pretty, you know, yep. Isn't, isn't usually in the spotlight, but is still your best friend. And then all of a sudden, oh, now he's in the spotlight because this guy's out of the way. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like if there had been something about that, right? If there had been some kind of, uh, you know, give us like some background that maybe the two of them, they've been friends forever, but maybe secretly mm-hmm. Daryl was always a little jealous. You know, who right. knows? Um, that would have been kind of nice, but. Yeah, you know, again, I'll, one little line here or there, just to kind of paint the picture of what's really behind everything. You know, something about Daryl here there just about him talking to somebody else and saying something under his breath or something you know yeah yep it's funny how much stuff like this like one little line can make a difference you can 
kind of hang stuff on that, but they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on that because again, it's, and that comes down to that kind of time to do it and seasoning. It's the, it's just mm-hmm. missing a little something because that would have been, that's what I would have done is just give us right. a little something there. Mm-hmm. Cut Lucy's getting the file, daring a little escapade a little shorter and give us a little bit more for some of the other stuff. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you a hundred percent on that. We are in complete agreement. Well, you know, as, as episodes of this show go though, this one was better. So I won't complain a ton. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, this one got, is getting to a point where we're nitpicking and it's like, it's nice to be able to just nitpick. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, we're about a third of the way through this season, so let's hope that we're doing more nitpicking than not as we go forward. I um, hope so. I do too. I also, even if it's just as good as this, I'll take that. I'd be fine with that, honestly. If this if this is the high water mark and it just sort of coasts like this for a little while, I'll understand why it only made it one season, but it'll at least be mm-hmm. watchable. That's all I want. I don't want boring. I want either right. either stay decent or go completely bonkers. And just be like, how bad mm-hmm. can it be? Be, be every episode right. be Joe Pagliano from season one of Highlander, right? Where we just yeah. like, we don't know what was happening there. Um, yeah. So who knows? But anywho, uh, yeah, that's episode seven. Um, now, if you enjoy this show, you can watch us record live. Uh, usually, video works, mm-hmm. but sometimes we have you know sometimes troubles. Uh, but you can hang out with yeah. us um, live at twitch.tv slash TV's Travis every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, the show comes out shortly mm-hmm. after that on, on all your feeds. Let's Watch Highlander um, is what you search for, and you'll find the great artwork that Audie has put together for us. And, uh, yeah, I'm also on all the social medias as TV's Travis, and I love to talk both uh, pop culture stuff in general, but Immortals especially in Highlander. Um, I was having a conversation recently. Somebody brought up uh, Highlander 2, so of course, once again, I'm like, look, it's bad, but it's not Highlander the Source. They're like, there was a fifth movie. Yeah. Oh. Oh boy, was there. Yeah, I got that far. So definitely, uh, I'm TV's Travis over there, and and then Audie, you're all over the socials as well, right? Yep, the Audie Norman is what you can find me. Excellent. And uh, the Instagram is a good one to follow for Audie because that artwork, when you put stuff up, mm-hmm. it's, so, it's always so good. Um, yeah. So yeah, that'll do it for this week. Now next week, so this was Crime and Punishment. Next week's episode is episode eight, The Unknown Soldier. Carl mm. Magnus's brother Donald, a Gulf War veteran, is killed by immortal John Ray Fielding, who served with Donald, and Nick sets out to find the killer. Meanwhile, Fielding attempts to settle an old score he has with Amanda, which dates back to World War One. So we'll get some immortal uh, shenanigans in there and something that ties Nick into it. Sounds like it at least could be decent. Yeah, we'll see. They're really getting a lot of mileage out of this Carl Magnus character. I didn't anticipate the the former Nick's former captain being this much of a character. Yeah. Well, again, it's it's weird how they're like how I said it, it feels like they're trying to do this Nick storyline of showing him to be the good cop and 
a sea of not good cops and they keep going back to that. Yep. Well, that'll be, uh, uh, that will be next week's episode. So definitely come back for that. Uh, and until then, Mm -hmm. um, maybe don't put the murder weapon you use to kill your coach in your bag. Um, or have it placed there by your best friend. Maybe get a new best friend. Yeah. Yeah. For reals. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>